This is Jason Kristoff, podcast 43, and today it is August 4th, and we're going to have to educate some people regarding what's really going on here with COVID-19. We're ge- <laughs> when you look out at the world today, a lot of people are really not understanding what's going on. And so tonight we're going to just try and freewheel a little bit. We're going to try and expand on some points. But, you know, I've come across two people in, in my town. And they're, they both work for the government. And they're very concerned about COVID-19. And people really need to understand what mind control is. It's not a zombie with their, their arms out straight, drooling, moaning, walking towards you with stiff legs. Mind control can be anything as simple as the person can't they can't maintain themselves or sustain themselves independently. So if you rely on the government for your paycheck, you automatically, in most cases, will put a yes vote behind whatever government is doing because you personally don't have any way to sustain yourself. And the reason that person comes to exist and live their lives out in the servitude of government is because they've gone to the government schools. And I will make sure to put up uh, a book by John Taylor Gatto. He is the he is the most famous public school teacher of our time. So I'm going to write this down, make sure it goes in the show notes. And if you want the show notes, You have to click on the picture of the podcast that you're listening to. It will open up as a single podcast, and below it will be the show notes. And the government schooling, the person in school, and even the teachers don't understand the history of this planet. And if you really want to know the history of this planet, I'm going to put up a video by Mark Paseo or Mark Passio. His video is going to tell you pretty well who's behind COVID-19 from an ancient perspective. The average person has been getting their history spoon-fed to them through the government schooling and through Hollywood media, and it is completely false. And we don't have to go back far to find out the the Prussian school system was designed by the people we're dealing with and they, they're different than us. They work w- as regular folk. We would never put together a plan that would be accomplished by our great-great-great-grandchildren. And these people, who are very different than us, work in 50, 100, 500-year, 1,000-year chunks. And they're the ones that have invented the Prussian school system, which was adopted by all the other Um, countries run by these folks, these people, these families. And the school system is designed to make sure the children never have the ability to support themselves independently of the system. So, and I'm going to put up to John Taylor Gatto's book called Weapons of Mass Instruction. He's the most famous public schools teacher, government school teacher on this planet. And you don't have to read more than 40 pages of that book. And it's free on the internet, Weapons of Mass Instruction, to understand how you get a person that doesn't, it swears they know everything upside and, you know, inside and out. And they've never researched beyond what the TV told them and nothing makes sense. And why would I have the most trouble with government staffers regarding, I think one of the government staffers, I was talking to him, and I was, I thought I was six foot away, but he was talking to one of my friends saying, Jason was too close. Now, COVID, and I'm going to just put this out, COVID, and I'm not putting it out, I'm going to put an article proving COVID doesn't exist. I'm going to re- make sure you write that down. COVID does not exist, and I'll put an article. And it's, I must have, 
about, in that article, about 50 cited resources that could prove to anybody with one living brain cell left on duty that COVID doesn't exist. Medical doctors, PhD scientists, they're all testifying COVID doesn't exist. And so why does this, these government staffers react like it exists? It's because of the mind control. They have to act like it exists. They have to act like it exists because they know there's an unwritten contract that for them to get paid, the government must continue. So it's an automatic yes vote for whatever the government's doing, even if it's immoral and it's unethical. And how much immoral and unethical can you get using fear-based psychology, trauma-based mind control, over and over again on the population to make them believe in a virus that has not been proven to exist? And when I say it's not been proven to exist, you have to understand in the article, if you go through all the citations, you will see that there's something called Koch's postulate. Now, Koch's postulate is a method by which you can prove that a virus exists. You have to isolate the virus virus in its full genetic sequence. Now, the reason you have to isolate a virus in its full genetic sequence is because all living organ, even though viruses are dead, anything that's in the body has genetic sequences very, very, very similar to the human genome. So what you can't do, what you cannot do is take a sample of human tissue and not determine what's human and what's not human. And how close is the genetic sequences of various things on this planet? Well, you might not know that a banana has 50% similar genetic codes as a human being. A field mouse has 85. A fruit fly, I believe, has 65. And a chimpanzee has 99% similar DNA sequences to ours. So... If I go to you and take your blood or lung tissue or saliva and I don't get the full genetic sequence, I can literally say, hey, you know, 99, if, I get, if I'm just judging on partial sequences, I can say, you're a banana. I can say, you're a mouse. I can say, you're a chimpanzee, but you're not. You're a human. So that's why the scientists who routinely isolate and identify viruses said and have agreed to that the government and media are, are bypassing that to declare a virus as existing, you got to take the tissue, the sample. So when you take the sample out of someone's mouth or lung tissue or blood, you have to make sure you get it damn right. You got to get it right that you can't take partial sequences because you could be matching sequences of your own genetic tissue, your own genome, and then you're declaring it equal to the virus, which does, it's going to share your genome in partial sequences. So you got to get the full 100% genetic sequence where you get that very little part at the end in saying, although it's very similar, we got a part at the end that's not human. So we know it's not lung tissue. We know it's not saliva. We know it's not blood. It's different. Have they done that? Absolutely not. The scientists and the doctors inside the article that I'm going to put up lament over this over and over and over again. And Cox postulate, Koch's postulate, it's spelled C-O-C-H, Koch's postulate is not just done there. So you're supposed to isolate the full genome of the virus just to make sure it's not human. The dumbest thing you can do is take a swab or a sample of someone's lung tissue and then count their own tissue as foreign and infected.
And there's many things that can infect the tissue, poisons, stress. It's not just viruses. That's why in Koch's postulate, it's very important that anybody worth their salt in the scientific community has to isolate the full genetic sequence of the virus outside any other sort of sequence so that it's individual to the virus. And then Koch's postulate does not stop there. You got to take the virus that you isolated, which they have never done with COVID-19. And then you're supposed to take the virus in its full genetic sequence, which again, they have not done. You're supposed to go over and you're supposed to infect another person with it. You're supposed to make sure the person infected with it comes down with the exact same disease as the sick person you took it from. And then you're supposed to take the sick person and you're supposed to do a similar sample, whether it's saliva, blood, or lung tissue, and you're supposed to isolate that virus again in its full genetic sequence to say, look, it's the same thing in both people. It caused the same sickness in both people. And now we know it can spread from person to person. Have they done or satisfied any of Koch's postulate? Absolutely not. They've never satisfied it. And so we have the media telling people that this virus exists, and they even name it SARS-CoV-2. And and you don't even know why. Like, the average person doesn't understand that if you get into the literature, it's not called COVID inside the scientific literature. It's called sars Cove 2. And the average person thinks that's its name. Well, no, the reason it doesn't have its own name is because it's failed Koch's postulate. It says it's similar to SARS. So the dash, the hyphenation between SARS and Cove 2 indicates to anybody who's willing to tell the truth, which is not a lot of people today. Not a lot of scientists are willing to tell the truth. But the hyphenation means COVID has a very similar genetic sequence to SARS, only on some segments. So the way the testing goes, they're going to take maybe 100 base pairs, and then they're going to say, hey, whoa, it has 100 base pairs very similar to SARS. And SARS means severe acute respiratory syndrome. And if you understand what syndrome means, it's not a virus. So who cares if what we say is a, a sample of COVID in an infected person has a similar genetic sequence to a non-virus entity? SARS means again, Severe acute respiratory syndrome, it's not a virus. It doesn't, it's a syndrome. A syndrome is a catch basket of characteristics, like a, he has a stuffy nose, check, check mark. He has diarrhea, check mark. He has trouble breathing, check mark. That can be caused by bad air, which it was in Italy, which it was in, in um, Wuhan, has the worst air quality, where sick people were inside Italy, Bergamon, or wherever this, I, I probably pronounced that wrong, or God, I know it began with a B. Bad air. And it can be caused by bad air. So how do I get two government workers coming in, trying to say I'm a couple inches off from a six-foot distance, and the other one is going around like she is the enforcer of the law, questioning people about this, questioning people about that. It's because of mind control. It's because of the government school system. It's because of these ancient ruling families using the government school system to make sure those two people can't survive independently of the system. They need to show their loyalty. And that's how the human mind works. When there's a bully in the public schoolyard, if you're weak and you don't know how to survive, you side with the bully. And you side with the bully because of the, bra- the basic human design of the brain. 
is that it's a survival-based mechanism. It's like, how do we get to the end of our life? How do we have sex and procreate? And how do we, you know, spread our seed into the future? Well, if there's a bully around and you're weak, you don't know how to fight, you're scared, you don't have any experience in battle, you side with the bully. And it's odd that the government itself runs anti-bullying days when the government's the biggest bully on the block. And they're always trying to mind control people to say, no, no, we're not the bully, it's you. The government's like psychopathic, narcissistic husband, always trying to blame us for its shortcomings and its insecurities. No, no, it's not us. The biggest bully is government. Absolutely. Who poisons our water? Who poisons our air? Who poisons our food? And then blames us for getting sick or having the sniffles. We're, we're, in, a, we're in a problem here. In Australia, they've, of course, they've declared that, here's the, here comes the second wave declared by these ancient ruling families that Mark Passio will discuss in some detail. I will also put up Dave, some uh, links to David Icke's books, who declare and describe very clearly that the people you're dealing with, so the average Joe on the street, the average person in Melbourne tonight, the average person in Victoria, which I, you know, I don't look into it too much. I forgot about my geography. I assume that's a province of Australia. Now there's a psychopath that's in charge of that. He was an ex-police officer. I don't even know his name. But of course, uh, yeah, he's a government worker for life. He can't support himself independently. So, and is he making up the rules? Like, is he, is he the one making up the curfew? Absolutely not. It's these ancient ruling, ruling families who don't care about this order follower and we'll do away with them whenever his usefulness is is up and there's a curfew tonight uh in in melbourne eight o'clock you can't go out can't leave your house and how many people have died they said to make this the big and and he declared not only a state of emergency he co-declared a state of disaster which They've written into the laws over the past 20 or 30 years because they've been planning this for about 80 years. According to the constitutional lawyer, his name is Rocco Galletti in Canada. Rocco Galletti has sued the Canadian federal government. He has sued the municipality of Toronto and he has sued all provincial governments coast to coast in Canada. He will tell you point blank, point blank, and I will put up a Rocco Galletti interview. And that lawsuit cost about 450000 and was backed by many upset Canadians. And he will tell you they've been planning this for at least 80 years, if not more. And there's all kinds of fingerprints all over Hollywood media and all over the World Economic Forum, and all over the Bilderberg Group, and all over the Club of Rome, and all over the secret societies that parade in plain sight that they've been planning this for 80 years. And they, the Australian government, like all other world governments, has written into their, their laws when everybody else was basically masturbating, drinking wine, having affairs, partying, doing cocaine, smoking joints, and just basically indulge themselves as our human farmers wanted us to do so they could get ready for the big attack. So all the coffee shops, all the restaurants, all the alcohol, all the pornography, all the narcotics, all on purpose to lull us to sleep. Because the price of freedom is constant vigilance and we have wanted no part of that people like myself uh, have awakened about 15 years ago we're not here to save everybody it's not our job but we've been banging this drum for a long time and basically 
people would look up from their cocaine pile. They'd look up from their porn. They'd look up from their joint. They they wanted to party. And let me tell you, you're gonna get you're gonna get a fucking party right now. For people out there that have ignored this, I mean, you you do not know what's coming. These people have an historical record that has been wiped from historical record. And they have intertwined themselves again, have written into the laws about these emergency declarations. And this immoral house slave in Australia has declared a state of emergency triggering various draconian power transfers over to anybody that with a gun that works for the government who can't support themselves. So if you want to know how you got in this fucking situation, it's because the government school system has disempowered your children and your grandchildren and you know, your granddad to the point where they don't have any other options but to execute their orders. So although they believe the order to dispose of pretend infected people or to lock people in their houses with no food, those, those graduates of the government system believe that these orders would never come but they never would ever question or lament about would they ever follow them. And if you don't follow them, where are you going to work when everything else is closed? This has been going on a long time. So emergency declarations and declarations of disaster. What that means is that the government eliminates your basic human rights. And that means you might have to fight for your life. And they've made you so soft, so weak, domesticated you with coffee, with Netflix, with income for not working. You have no survival skills. They know you're just going to sit there. They know they've done a great job on the men, too. Not only have they been pumping in feminizing chemicals into the slave camps, they've been using subconscious mind control, which you might know as subliminal advertising, to feminize the men. And then they glorify feminine men. Effeminate men they glorify in the media and the way the subconscious mind works. And this has nothing to do with gay men. This isn't an attack on gay men. This is a description of how you have men who are weak, who don't have the hormonal profile that they once had. There's chemicals that make men less manly. And there's constant advertising that glorifies men forgetting how to be men. And this evil group are realized they have an historical record and they've gone up against men many times, thousands and thousands of times, over tens of thousands a year on this planet. They're not telling you the truth, folks, whatsoever about the history of this planet. And you can just maybe listen to Mark Passio's um, video that I'm going to put in the show notes just to get a brief view behind the curtain at Oz about who you're dealing with right now. And the most men today are afraid of guns. Can you fucking believe that most men are afraid of guns? They don't have guns. Like, who do you think that gives the advantage to? The evil? And if you don't know there's an historical evil on this planet... I guess I could tell you to read the Bible where they talk about this group and they call them the Anunnaki or the Nephilim or the Elohim. And I'm not biblical at all. If you know me, 
you know, <laughs> me and the Bible have had some problems over the years. But you can't fake all the verses. And they all can't be about mind control. And they all can't be about making you endorse being a slave. There is some historical context that can't be hidden in the verses of the Bible. And some of those historical contexts is about the warnings. Hey, the best warning they got was, by their fruits you shall know them. And what that phrase means is, there's some things out there. They look like you, but they're not you. Now, if you think that guy in Australia is like you, you might think he looks like you, and you'd be right. He looks like you. But look at how he... he that's the, that's the phrase. By their fruits you shall know them. There's 24 million people in Australia. 160,000 people die every year in Australia. If you're a rabid TV watcher, Betty, Betty dies down the road. I don't even care where you live. You're in Canada. Betty dies down the road. You watch TV. You're losing your fucking mind. Because you think, oh my God, Betty, 85. When's the last time an 85-year-old died? Can you, can you imagine a society this fucking stunned? Where they're shocked that people are dying? Or, they, or maybe, how about just not investigating how many people die in your country every year? Like in the United States, 2.9 million people die every single year. Betty dies down the road. TV watcher with the CNN syndrome loses their mind. In Canada, uh, 300,000 people die every year in Canada. They're shutting down the whole country because what? 4,000 people died. And the average TV watcher doesn't even dare to think. As of the way subconscious mind control works, a thinker would say, hey, if 300,000 people die in Canada every year, and 4,500 died of COVID, are we at 300,000? And are we with an extra 3,500 or 4,500 on top of that? Are, we, are there extra deaths? No, not the TV watcher. Because they're scared. They're weak. They know they can't support themselves independently. All they got is their ability to blend in like a chameleon. Put on their mask. Six foot distance. Talk about the virus like it's real. Not investigate anything. And put all their effort into making sure everybody's as scared as they are. And they want you, these two government workers that I have talking about today, they want me to back government like they back government. But I know the government's lying. And they sort of know, subconsciously at least, that the government's lying because none of this makes any sense. You... you you have a, a virus that doesn't come out the side of your mask. And where's the death? Like in a real pandemic, and pan just means fear, by the way. So it's not even a real pandemic. A pandemic means just an epidemic of fear. So in reality, yeah, it's a pandemic. It's a, it's a fear-based thing. There's no virus-based thing. Where are the dead people? If it was that deadly, would I be going to my gym to work out? Like if, if, if my brother-in-law died and then my sister died where she lives in Australia, it, w wouldn't I just stay in my house? Why is everybody going out if it's real? Because they know it's fucking bullshit. But they're just complying so they can go along and get along because that's an ancient survival technique. What kind of virus needs fake COVID deaths. Here in Ontario, and in the um, article that I'm going to put up about COVID being fake, there's a document from the Ontario government. So I live in Ontario. It's pretty close to home. This is where I live. Ontario government releases a document about seven weeks ago saying they're counting any death as COVID. And they put that, page 12. We're counting any death. Diabetes, suicide, car accident, counting it as COVID. No testing, too. Oh, that's... So what kind of pandemic needs fake deaths? 
And then below that, somewhere in the article, and I stopped adding to the article because it was ad nauseum. There's, it's not real. There's too many, too many cited resources. This isn't real. And then below that's from the Quebec government. So in Ontario, in Canada, if you're in Ontario, Quebec's right next door. It's another province. And then the Quebec government says the same thing. Has a letter that's addressed to all the medical staff, the coroners, funeral homes, medical profession, saying, count any death as COVID. Like, why the fuck would you say that someone died of cancer, died of COVID instead? Unless you're lying to the public. And they are lying to the public. What kind of virus needs fake infection numbers? And then what kind of pandemic needs healthy people to be labeled as sick? They'll say, oh, you're asymptomatic. Well, what kind of fucking pandemic is this? Is it, you're telling me it's such a deadly virus. You've got to shut the world down. But the guy down the road who took a test, he, he's perfectly healthy. He doesn't even have a sniffle. He's sick. Doesn't really sound that dangerous to me. And he can spread it to other people. How can he spread it to other people? And what's the science that he could? Did you know there's absolutely no science behind that? But if you're the two government workers that I was running into the past couple of days, they don't care about the science. All they care about is their check. At least these two that I was dealing with. Because they're saying, hey, you better believe the bullshit story government's thrown because if people rise up and tear the government down and hang these people in the streets, I don't get a check. And I wanted to turn around, I'll give you a, a bigger check if you just fuck off for five minutes and go home and think harder about what's going on and what you're asking me to do to be a coward like you and tow the government liaria so that you get your paycheck. I'm independent. You're not independent. You sucking hard on the government tit. That's fine. That's how you make your living. But don't come to me and ask me to bow down and bend a knee for the biggest load of fucking bullshit that anybody has ever seen based on the dictates, the criminal syndicate... Like, when does the government workforce realize you work for a, you work for a century, centuries-old crime syndicate that have been lopping people's heads off, causing misery? When's the last time government made your life better? What, giving you $2,000 a month so you can crash your economy, so they can get a toxic vaccine going based on a lie, locking people down like in Australia? And don't forget, we'll go back to Australia, where they're locked down right now. You're not even allowed to travel. One, you can travel five kilometers to get what you want once a day. Only one person can leave at a time. There's roadblocks everywhere. So why do you think they were hiring all these policemen over time? Because they've been planning this a long time. And how do you get those policemen? They were capable humans at one time. They could have started businesses. They had great imaginations. They had beautiful human brain function at one time. But all the brain-damaging vaccines endorsed by the government, mercury teeth filling causes brain damage, the bread, the Canada Food Guide, the USDA Food Pyramid, wheat causes brain damage. Mercury fillings cause brain damage. Pesticides on non-organic food cause brain damage. Antidepressants cause brain damage. Cell phones held to the head cause brain damage. I'll put an article in the show notes so that you can see coffee causes brain damage. So you rip apart that person's brain with various feel-good chemicals and indoctrinating, propagandized, monetized, incentivized chemicals that destroy the human brain function. And then you use the indoctrination. In school, you learn about nothing important. You'll, learn, you'll never learn how to be independent. You won't know how to grow your own food. 
you won't learn about cryptocurrencies, you won't know about gold and silver, you won't know how to hunt, you don't know how to garden, you don't know anything, you don't even know how to do your taxes, you don't even know the laws that protect your freedoms. You're like, oh, fuck that, the government will protect me, yeah, well, okay, good, yeah, you'll be getting yours, because this group has changed flags, country names, and borders, since history has been written, and you're going to see that in the Mark Paseo video. So back to Australia. They're declaring a state of emergency. You can't go more than five kilometers. And when you just declare a state of emergency or a state of disaster, gives all your human rights are removed. And you see all these people, weaklings, mental midgets, can't survive independently could never figure it out that the government is corrupt. And they were begging. People who vote, they wait in line, they beg. They beg. Take my rights away. Tell me what to do. You tell me what laws I have to li live under. Well, how, how fucking good is that? How's that working out for you right now? You wanted to be told what to do? Well, you're getting told what to do right now. And, and they always roll it out in one area, like they rolled out the Lyria-based coronavirus in Wuhan. And then they, they just spread it all over the world because they're all connected. There is no difference in who you elected. Have you not noticed that? Have you not noticed everybody's walking lockstep, just like the Rockefeller document from 2010? Because they've set up their families in every country. They set up their families in every single provincial parliament. Everybody knows what's going on except the people. And they want the state of emergency. And they want the state of disaster because it removes the human rights. And it also, they could come in and take your money, take your bank account, separate your family. You got no rights. Now, where were you? when they were putting all that legislation into your, into your laws. People like me were banging the drum. Everybody else is like, oh, tinfoil hat. Yeah, where's your tinfoil hat? Conspiracy theorist. Yeah, well, we're not happy that you're going to be getting the, the barrel of a gun shoved in your face because you decided to party with Prince, like it was 1999 for the last 30 years. No, we're not happy to say, hey, I told you so. Because we were trying to sound the alarm the whole time. And the reason they want the state of emergency and this declaration of disaster, whatever that is, it's because when you do that, not only your human rights are subverted, you're not, not going to have any. They already took away your guns, especially in Australia. So you'll notice that they pick on Australia because, and then when they took away the guns, you could have investigated. The, you could have investigated any of this stuff anywhere in the world. So we're not going to pick on Australia, but the Port Arthur shooting in and around Australia, which was the pretense to take all your guns, you could have investigated at the time, and a lot of people did. It was your own government. It's the same guys shooting, killing your own people, and then saying some crazy guy did it, but it was just an assassin the government hired, just like 9-11. I'll put up the best 9-11 documentary of all time called um, A New Pearl Harbor. It'll be taken down eventually. It'll prove to you that the government did it, killed 3,000 of your own people in the U.S., and it's not even really, we're all slaves, so wherever you are, United, whoever planned it killed 3,000 of your sisters and brothers and then tried to blame it over here and over there simply to take away your rights. This is the same sort of thing. And the reason the emergency declaration is going down in Victoria and even in Canada, even where I'm sitting right now, we're still under an emergency declaration, even though there's no novel increase in deaths, the, you know, uh, 290,000 people die in Canada every year. Are we on pace for that? Yeah, absolutely. Same as last year. No big increase. But the Premier of Ontario, Doug Ford, 
another Illuminati hand puppet, passed some legislation on his own, which is draconian. Where's the, where's de the deliberation in the legislation? No, that's all part of it. We don't have to deliberate anymore because it's such a big emergency. We got we to gotta do things faster. But there's no emergency, folks. It's fake. It's fake. So he's declared the emergency order because he was tired of redeclaring it every two weeks. He declared it now for, I think, a year and a half straight. And that means when the vaccine rolls out, any vaccine distributed inside an emergency declaration means when the vaccine kills and cripples you or your kids, that you can't sue anybody whatsoever. And if you read the vaccine insert, you're going to see all vaccines have killed and crippled people in the past, even the ones that went through the full 10-year um, trial phase. See, the average vaccine to come to the market, and they're all straight-line poison, but the average vaccine to come to market takes 10 years, and 96% of the vaccines are rejected. Only 4% get through. So now you have this emergency declaration of a vaccine that's going to alter your DNA, alter your RNA, genetically modify you. There's a whistleblower out of the UK, supposedly worked for GlaxoSmithKline, says the ones in the UK are laced with HCG, which is a, a anti-fertility agent that causes your immune system to attack your own testes if you're a guy and attack your own ovaries if you're a female. And people, you, this is what the government and these ruling families are trying to do. So you're going to have to make a decision here. Are you going to put up with this? And, you know, and if you, what are you going to do? Are you still going to be listening to these people who obviously have no intention other than to inflict grave harm on you and your family? That's all they're there to do. Name one thing. They're lying about the COVID deaths. They're lying about the COVID infections. They're using a test to test for COVID. And I've explained this in many podcasts. We'll do it again. So it's in this one. And I'll put up an article that the COVID test does not test for COVID. Now, how do I know that? How do I know that the COVID test doesn't test for COVID? Well, the inventor said so. <laughs> how about that? Kerry Mullis was a scientist in 1993. He won the Nobel Prize for Science for the PCR invention. It was never denoted a test. And what it does, you remember that talk I was doing earlier about you're supposed to get the whole genetic sequence of a virus before you're allowed in science to call it a virus? Well, Kerry Mullis's invention basically takes fragments of genetic sequences and makes them easier to see under a microscope. That's it doesn't doesn't it doesn't it's like judging how tall you are by uh, the speed of the wind one has nothing to do with the other what kind of pandemic needs any testing at all wouldn't a pandemic just be just an unbelievably never-ending perpetual entry into the hospital blood everywhere Dead people in the waiting room, dead people in the hospital, dead people in the parking lot, so busy no one could get in, they're just dying in their cars. Isn't that the sort of pandemic we're being sold right now? Except the hospitals are empty, there's no one in there that has COVID. And if they do have COVID, they use the PCR test, which the inventor has said can't be used to detect any viral disease. So why are we using it? Well, we're using it because when you use it to detect viral disease, you get some false positives, which drive the numbers up. And even in Australia, even though 160,000 people die in Australia every year, they've locked down Victoria, I, I assume Melbourne's in there, because 100 people have died. How does that make any sense? Everybody else is healthy, and the people have died. They're big people. They're obese. They don't take care of their health. They're medicated. They drink. They smoke. They eat Fruit Loops. 
what, what are we are we surprised that these people have died? They're they're old. They're in nursing homes. What do you think? People go to nursing homes, get better, and leave? No, they go there to die. It's unfortunate. I'm going to die one day in a nursing home. If anybody tells you that I died from COVID, I'm going to tell you, no, I didn't die from COVID. I died because I'm old. It's my time to go. My body's run out. And that, that's that, this is the trouble we're in. The test for COVID doesn't test for COVID. Even the Tanzanian president, I've gone over this before, the video's in the article. The article's called the COVID test doesn't test for COVID. The Tanzanian president took swabs, swabbed a goat, a goat, a farm animal, a goat. He put the swab near some motor oil, got a bit of motor oil on one. Then he did a, a papaya, swabbed a papaya. Then he sent them in with names on it, Jim, Phyllis, Darren. I don't know, I don't know if those are pop, proper African names. But when they came back, they all tested positive. Positive for COVID. Because the test doesn't test for COVID. The, the motor oil tested positive for COVID. The Tanzanian president announced that on the news. So did the goat. So did the papaya. There's nurses in the U.S. that there's one nurse... This is where it started. I mean, there's so many stories like this. You, you can't even detail them. They're too, there's too many. The nurse had a brother test a positive for COVID. The nurse is like, he's healthy. He's not even sick. Well, welcome to the party. No one's sick that tests positive for COVID. No one. And then, so she's like, this doesn't make any sense. So then she asked for the brother to redo the test. Brother redid the test at another hospital, bypassing all the lyre at another one. Oh, negative. Because again, the COVID test doesn't test for COVID. So she's like, hmm. So she took two or three swabs herself, put fake names on them. She didn't even swab anything. She didn't even swab anything. She just took, she just opened the package, pretend it was used through the three tests with the swab into the testing center. All three are positive. No one tested on them. No saliva, no nothing. No throat swab, nothing. Positive for COVID. People, I don't know when, yeah, we're here. There's not a lot of strong men around. People are scared, they're weak. They've been uh, domesticated. I remember there was a Russian experiment where a Russian took a whole bunch of really big wolves out, out from the forest. Vicious. They're all vicious. And then what he did is he picked the least vicious. And then in any generation, that he made sure they procreated. And then he took the least vicious, the least vicious, to get rid of the other ones. And within four generations, you, you had this little wolf that would cuddle up, <laughs> cuddle up in your lab. When the, when the first generation would bite your head off like a werewolf out of an underworld. And that's what's happened to the humans. They're weak. They've been feminized. They, they're not, they don't know how to fight. The men are afraid of guns. They don't know how to throw their knuckles. They don't know when to get up. And then what you see too is because the, the males have become female. <laughs> We see the females becoming male. Look into the truther world. Look to who shows up at these rallies. They're females. Because their males are at home masturbating. They're, 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 they're males that are home saying violence isn't the answer. Well, violence is not the answer. What are you going to do when violence is done to your, to, to your women folk and your children right in front of you? When are you going to get up? Then you'll be sorry you don't have a gun. Or you'll probably just take it because you don't know what to do. And there's such a lack of strength and male energy on this planet. And people are like, oh, male, toxic masculinity. Well, you know, toxic masculinity, are you going to fly that flag and you're not going to talk about government officials faking, faking COVID tests, deaths, faking COVID infections? A uh, hundred people die in Victoria when there's 160,000 people die every year in Australia. People are locked in to eight o'clock. 
like some kind of narcissistic husband who wants control. And that that government doesn't get the toxic masculinity label by all the, you know, all the um, people out there that are politically correct, demanding government fix this and fix that. Well, they're going to fix you. I'd laugh at all the people who, you know, begging the government to interfere with every aspect of your lives. And I'm like, you don't know who you're fucking with there. Do you know who you're asking? It's like asking a vampire to come into your house. This isn't the government, folks. You're in a you're in a movie. You don't have to go to a movie tonight. You're in one. And your character is not doing too good. So stop begging the the psychopaths and government. Do your history. If anybody should be drawing blood, it should be us on them. Because you'd find the guy in Australia is related to the guy in Canada. And the guy in Canada, he's related to the guy in the UK. And the Queen has the same lineage as George Washington. <laughs> okay, and Brad Pitt. And all these other people that, and, and Bono. All these p- p- other people have been lulling us to sleep as they prepared for this big onslaught. So I hope tonight some people can get some clarity about what's going on in the world. And it's time to start paying attention. And if you're a guy, start working out. Punch a punching bag. Get a shotgun. Because you're charged with guardianship of this planet and the females and the children. And get the government tit out of your mouth. For the love of God, do you not understand that the milk in the government tit is poison? Learn how to support yourself independently. Don't be a stormtrooper on the Death Star and say, I got to pay the bills. Because they're conditioning you just like they're conditioning us. Step by step, inch by inch. They open one gate. If we keep that gate shut, they don't get the other 10 behind it. They're opening one gate at a time, then the next gate, then the next gate. And they keep going because they get no resistance. And they're training you, government workers, to sit there and do nothing and say nothing. Like, when are you going to say? They know you're not going to say anything. It's time that you started saying, uh, draw a line in the sand. You won't grab someone and give them a fine for a mask. A mask is the legislation of harm. It hurts the person's health. You can't enforce something that decreases the health of your fellow man because ancient blood lineage that goes back tens of thousands of years have got control of your government. You can't you can't sell your soul. You can't act out evil, immoral, unethical dictates for numbers written on paper. Because evil will print that paper all night long. And then if the good people got power, or good people got the printing press, do you think we're not going to cut you your checks? Of course we're going to cut you your checks. We're going to make sure you get paid. We'd even tell you if you were... A police officer or a military person, stay home with your family. You only have to come to work if there's violence. Let's work together so there's no violence, and I'll pay you the same whether you come to work or not. And you can be with your family, military men. Let's keep you home. And military women, let's keep you home. Let's pay the same salary. And the only time you have to go fight a war is when it's encroaching on our borders. We're not going to send you over, try to kill other people. We're going to pay you to be with your family, make your community strong, and make your kids stronger for having you around. No kid can be raised with one parent and come out perfectly functional. Go into any psychology library, you're going to see that. And doctor, stop pushing the poison. We'll pay you the same salary. And you don't have to come to work if anybody, unless anybody's sick. And then you and I get the chocolate bar and chip and pop machines out of the hospital. And we throw them in the garbage. And we plant an organic garden together. And I pay you to stay home in your community. Pay you to stay with your family. Make your family stronger. And the only time you're 
you know, your buzzer goes off to go into work if there's a car accident or people are sick. So let's get up and tell them what it takes not to be sick, how to eat healthy, shut down the drug companies. We'll even pay the drug companies all their, you know, all their profit for the year. Got no problem doing that. Just in the year, you're going to have to go find another job. How's that going to benefit? Well, we're not poisoning each other. We're making each other healthier. No one has to go to work. Their salary's coming in. You think if I paid a doctor to stay home and no one's sick, I'm losing money? No way, I'm making money. If I'm in charge of something, I know I'm making money because the community's getting stronger. Kids are getting stronger. They're more intelligent. Even teachers will pay you based on how intelligent the kids are. Give me the most intelligent kids, you'll get a bonus. Give me some kids that invent something, give a bonus. Bring back debating. Bring back reading. Get the Wi-Fi out of there. It causes cancer. Show me the health of the students. We'll give millions of dollars in rewards to teachers in certain districts for producing us the smartest, most inventive, most innovative, healthiest children. Let's stop cranking out defective children. Let's monetize going in the right direction. We don't need these rotten fucking systems anymore. We don't need doctors poisoning us back into the Stone Age. We don't need teachers pumping out defective brain-damaged kids that don't know how to take care of themselves so they get the the next government tit in their mouth. We don't need that. We can't do it, folks. It's not going to work. These systems are killing us, and they're trying to drag us back in. We want nothing to do with it. Their ugly tentacles are grabbing us by the ankle, trying to drag us down with them. We don't need their banking system. We don't need their poison medication system. We don't need their dumbed-down education system. We don't need poison sprayed on our food that we eat. We don't need brain damaging fluoride in our water. And we don't need toxic plastic packaging and everything in the grocery store. Let's get back to paper. Let's get back to glass. Let's get stuff that we can reuse over and over again. Let's get rid of these ugly systems and make sure that everybody gets paid well transitioning out of them. That's what we need. We need hope, we need strong men, we need men to be men, and we need a society to let them be men, because they're the protectors. Sure, they have some faults, but if we raise moral, non-chemically infused, don't vaccinate the kids, don't circumcise the kids, let them be, and then you'll get a a better man. You think cutting 30% off your man's penis with no anesthetic going to make your man mentally stable? No breast milk for that man. Toxic vaccines proven to give brain damage. Daycare on the, on the second on the second or even the first year when it's proven that a child should never even leave their mother's side to age eleven. That's what we're. Why do you think that the men are so screwed up? Because the people who rule us know the formula to screw up the men, and they also know the formula to screw up the women. We need to go back to our polarities. Women is women, men is men. Raise healthy kids, stick together. Healthy food. We shouldn't be pissing and shitting in the same water that we need to drink. The people who rule us make us do that, make us normalize that, make us think that that's acceptable. None of this is acceptable. None of these shenanigans is acceptable anymore. And if you let the men be men, a million of us could go out and die and get this over with right away. But all the, all the, all the, you know, all the women out there, oh, he doesn't have a gun, he's afraid of guns, guns are bad. Well, fuck, come on, people. Wake the fuck up. Of course we need the guns. Because they got the guns. Well, the people who are telling you to stay at home? Eight o'clock at night? You can't go to the grocery store you want to because it's more than five kilometers away? based on 100 people dying, those are the guys. Those are the guys. You say should have the guns? Give your head a shake. Give your head a shake. Get into a library. Get on the internet and start researching who you're dealing with here. This isn't a one-time government. 
This is an ongoing attack on this planet that has never stopped since history has been written. And it's time for the harvest, and we're in the harvest time. And any one of these groups can turn this around at any time by just getting back to the basics, learning how to say no, learning to be a little uncomfortable. Maybe you go to jail for three days. Maybe you get a fine. Go to, put, go to a GoFundMe thing. Say, I did what I could. I didn't wear a mask. I had to pay a $600 fine. You'll get it paid for. Just start standing up. This is tyrannical. It's, where do you think this goes? Where do you think this ends? Where do you really think this ends? You think the bully going to smash you in the face? Take your lunch money. You think the bully doesn't come back for more the next day? People, please. It's time to take the trash out. And these leaders have to be challenged in any way possible. They're misleaders. They're put there because they're weak. They're moronic. They're immoral. And they're unethical. And if you want to know who you buy their fruits, you shall know them. Open your eyes. This is Jason Kristoff signing off.